You have many whirring eyes, and strong, beautiful, coiled steel legs, and were made long ago when the city still stood. I'm Brendan, and I'm playing the kudu named Teacher, or Tragos. My duty is to teach the humans what they need to know so that they do not repeat the mistakes of the past. And someone has been assaulted, we cannot have them killing each other over food. I'm Zoe, and I'm playing the Manchurian crane named Tancho. I remember when the water of the marshes was red after war, and I do not wish to see that again. It is not good for the fishes and the plants who live in the marsh. I'm Melissa, and I'm playing the Arivi Overrun. I have just made them a bunch of food. You know, to catch a thief is exciting, but I was also going to go outside and maybe make some more plants and then go fix the porch with some more plants. It's kind of my thing. What's under the town here? Tunnels. It's where we get the glass. I taught you both better than this. So teacher, you're with the dome now too? Did you teach them how to make those weapons? No, I did not. I Why should we to trust you anymore? Soon you see this, this shadow emerging into the light. Its skin is black metal, and its legs are strong, coiled steel, and it's got 18 eyes spread across its face. And it slowly approaches, walking on back legs and front knuckles. I'm Lucy, and I'm playing Trial the Arabian Oryx. Trial is now in session. Trial. Are they still feeding you? And it lifts one of those big feet and just like stomps on a pile of fruit and like grinds it into the ground. Welcome to Tabletop Garden, an actual play podcast where we collaborate on short, self-contained stories about interesting characters, and we do it with an agenda. I'm Gregory Avery Weir. As always, our agenda will be to honestly portray diverse characters, pursue healthy play practices, and craft story with social responsibility. Now, the conclusion to Mechanical Oryx by Grant Howitt. I'm definitely going to come over at this point. I didn't, I was joking when I said that I left because of okay. the bad joke, but um, I'm going to come over and uh, just sort of, now that there's a commotion, see what's going on and try to get the thing's attention. Like, what... What, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you doing this? These people already destroy enough themselves. They don't need any more help. It looks up at you, and it says, "I need food too." And it crushes some more, another footfall of, of worth of food. Sunny, can you tell us what it is you hunger for? It says the same thing as you. And it keeps like stomping and like te- it tears open a closed basket of some sort of grain. Did you say that steam was coming out of it? Yeah, when it punched the cage, steam came out of its fist. So is it like hydraulic? Like, can I can I try to freeze it if it's got water running through it? Sure. All right. Well, I'm definitely acting with hate, so I will roll three d six. And you're using a module. I am using a module. Oh, and then I add a... 1d8. Thank you for your help. 16. Uh, and, I, and doubles. Oh, no. Oh, mm. no. What is lost forever? So are you heating or are you freezing? Uh, freezing, I get. Well, hmm. No, probably heating because I might blow them up. Okay. What does this thing look like? Or is it a beam? Is it... I imagine it 
I have to contact it. So I'm going to try to scoot in and like, is this an open air thing? Like, could I fly at him and try and um, grab him? With you could my... definitely go in through the hole in the, in the enclosure. Sure. I'll use my bird skills and do that. So you swoop into this gorilla sized hole, which you probably have to like tuck your wings back as you go through in order to not clip them and you what what part do you touch him with or maybe i fl- i just have to flap at him i think flapping at things makes sense okay to, to warm them up and touching them to make them cold so you kind of dive in and then flap your wings and the hydraulics that are part of of its fist tense up and you see like his fist pop forward in that full extension that was only there for an instant as he punched. And then there's a burst of steam and bits and pieces of his arm start flying off and shards of metal go flying everywhere. And they just rattle off of the two of you completely harmlessly. But you hear a grunt from behind you and one of the guards slumps to the floor with a big shard of metal sticking in his neck. Oh boy. That's going to leave a mark. Oh, he was so unworthy. And the gorilla runs past you, like just shoulder forward, and seems to be trying to, to run away. Could we not come to some sort of equitable arrangement here? Perhaps you could stay and we could think of a way to help you. Unless you are doing something else, I don't think that outcome is in doubt. I don't think that's going to stop him. Well, do have we discussed do our, the things that we have... Can they work on other oryxes? Probably depends on the thing. Oh, uh, I'm thinking of poofs. <laughs> what do you think? We call them pheromones. We called your rapture mm-hmm. things pheromones. Yeah, the rapture, rapture poofs. poofs. So you think pheromones would probably not work on a mechanical thing? I don't know. I guess the question is, how much meat do you all have? Hmm. Oh, that is an interesting question. It is. I thought of myself as completely mechanical. I had two, so no meat. But so don't I don't maybe? think your rapture poofs are going to work on it. I, maybe that's. I mean, that doesn't have to be a universal. Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. I'm thinking of like the terrifying flesh baby monster at the end of Akira. That's kind of like both <laughs> wires. Like it starts out partially mechanical and then turns into meat. But maybe that's because I just saw that movie recently. <laughs> I think I've been visualizing this one as also completely mechanical. I guess I will uh, just try to be more imposing by running toward it, them, with my cacophony hooves. Okay. Which is going to make a huge amount of noise, by the way, and wake up everybody who's asleep, probably. Excellent. Give me a roll. I am now acting with love. Okay. Make sure you're marking fuel. Uh Uh-huh. I am love of justice uh 1d4 plus 1d8 since you're using a module okay so you rolled four and two which is six Uh oh which is not a success the dice gods are angry today overrun and tragos you can hear this enormous noise coming from the center of town and you see like torches starting being lit as people are woken up and you can see this kind of trail of steam moving through the dome village and presumably both Tancho and trial are chasing uh sure yeah yeah i'm gonna start booking it in as fast as i can yeah okay so you all run coming together from various parts of the dome and outside the dome 
Tancho and Trial are up front. The other two of you can't see exactly what they're chasing, mm -hmm. but you can see this dark shape just kind of bounding through town. <laughs> Tancho and Trial, you see it disappear into one of those tunnels mm. that are spaced evenly around the outer slope of the dome. I am going to follow cacophonously. Oh, God. All right. That's going to be really loud in that tunnel. <laughs> You're very good at adverbs, Lucy. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment. <laughs> that's all adverbs. So are all of you heading into the tunnels? Yes. All right. Yeah, definitely. You head into the darkness, the echoing, loud, loud darkness of the underground. All right. Let's pause for a moment and talk about our last agenda item. So... Our, our last principle is to craft story with social responsibility. Because we can craft any story, we will craft stories that improve the world. We won't ignore dark realities or ex avoid exploring rough topics, but we will always leave room for hope and justice. Good stories and good conscience are friends, not enemies. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. You can tell a story about something that's dark and unpleasant or about something going wrong without glorifying that or wallowing in it mm -hmm. i think if we keep doing this more it'll be a good opportunity to i don't know make sure that we're not staying too optim i don't know there there's so much room for stories with gray area uh mm -hmm. and where where the morality isn't as cut and dry that if, if you always read stories that have that sort of yeah, fable like black and white morality, it starts to get a little old. Or if you're always sort of reusing the same agenda, if that makes sense. Like, I'm thinking yeah. of the China Mayville book that I'm reading right now that I'm probably going to uh, return to the library without finishing. I know that China Mayville is a leftist lecturer, and I know I'm familiar with his political opinions. And in a lot of his books, he's able to express that without it seeming forced and obvious. But in this book, it's not like that at all. It does feel forced and obvious, and it takes away from the story. Mm. And I'm I'm always on the lookout for, like, at what point are we trying to tell stories that paint a picture of a world that we would like to be a part of or characters that we are proud of? And at what point is it just, like, showing off your high and mighty belief system? Your yeah. wokeness? <laughs> yeah, exactly. My opinions, let me show you them. And I mean, sometimes I think that what improves the world, like being a an ethical story crafter or an enriching story crafter, means that you are making dark things. Mm -hmm. So we mentioned earlier the weirdness of post-apocalyptic fiction in general and this this idea that this setting implies that when you homogenize humanity you make them weak and stupid. Yeah. I don't know that that's necessarily an interpretation. If you focus on that one line, yes. But I think it also could be something about whatever happened to make the cities fall. Mm -hmm. So much of the knowledge was lost that the people that are left are having a real hard time surviving without help. Well, yeah. so the, the way it's worded, to use song specifically, they mm -hmm. sing songs they don't understand. Obviously, that's a metaphor for like they don't get old language right mm -hmm. but teach us the song that makes fruit grow that's primitivism that is specifically yeah. a reference to rain dances right like that's specifically saying these people have been brought back to a place that we consider primitive 
and yep. we are the shepherds or destroyers or more powerful creatures although mm-hmm. maybe you didn't have to play someone more powerful but there's definitely i think there's a power dynamic right the strong beautiful coiled steel legs as opposed to these soft brown people who tend to fruit trees yeah yeah i'm not yeah. saying we're we're definitely supposed to be playing caretakers you know folks that are in a position of power yeah but i was objecting to the idea that homogenizing people made them dumb i think that the cataclysm both led to you know maybe a different demographics after and also lost knowledge i don't think yeah i I mean i think there are different readings that one could take from the setting info yeah Yeah, but to believe in curses again yeah we we get three examples and one of them is about curses one of them is not understanding what phantoms are is the implication the other one is believing that songs make fruit grow which maybe they do in this world the the fall the, whatever made the cities fall you know definitely lost a huge amount of they they lost a huge amount of information that's part of what I was going for with the teacher character yeah is this is this is somebody who's trying to go around and rebuild things like okay we lost a bunch of stuff I'm trying to bring it back oh so there's an interesting aspect if the information was actually lost why do you have it why do you have it. Mm. That I'm is directly sure. that is directly clo- colonialism, right? Like, oh snap! There is this this kind of concept at the core of a lot of post apocalyptic fiction, which is when the world is ruined, and if it wasn't for the society that's sort of holding a character back, that character could save everyone, right? Like a lot mm-hmm. of post apocalyptic fiction is about I'll be the the postman, I'll be the you know the Mad <laughs> yeah. Max who goes and saves people. Everyone is helpless except for this character who. Once I'm not restrained by society, and once everyone else needs me, I'll be able to demonstrate my usefulness. Hmm, yeah. This, I, my, what I'm thinking for for this character, though, is more uh, before the fall, they were, you know, supposed to be in charge of helping to teach. They were, uh, they were a teacher, but, you know, not you know, necessarily considered super powered. Uh, but after the fall, they still have their original impulses. Like, my job is to help teach people stuff. It's it's less, I'm going to save everybody and more, well, this is what I'm good for, so I know a lot of stuff. Teaching is definitely not free from the vestiges of colonialism. Yeah. And I think we can, I mean, we can critique the system as independent from the characters we've built, right? Like, what is the system laying in front of us? And how are we trying to subvert both the, system, the world we live in and what the system sets up? I think tying to our earlier discussion of of characters we're representing, like the fact that we have some characters who have, we've got this probably the least evil character it feels like, for my morality, I'd say, is Teacher, right? Because it's, they're trying to help people, even if they sort of clearly have this, this opinion that these people need their help and need to listen to them. And I think one of the things that I really like about this system is how it's built mechanically to make you these things that probably try hard but also ruin things sometimes Mm. or ruin things often yeah and i think that in and of itself is sort of disrupting that sort of colonial concept right like yeah these critters can sometimes do good but they also cause harm yeah i agree with that that's a good point Mm -hmm. yeah I think examining this sort of thing in systems is useful and also like examining how things are usually portrayed. If we're doing post-apocalyptic fiction, which the next story I'm considering is also (laughs) post-apocalyptic. But is it solar punk? 
Uh, it is not solar punk. It is not at all. It is it is anime punk. <laughs> but like, I think that part of that social responsibility is at least examining that stuff and trying to compensate for it. I do like the idea that two of the characters seem to have been created to try to mold the world in a certain direction mm-hmm. and are maybe a little too good at it. Yep. So are we succeeding in subverting? I don't know. I don't think we are so far. And, and I mean, this is where we are. The soft brown people are still relatively helpless. And we are the ones saving the day. Even as we, we? Leave, as we leave ruin in our wake. <laughs> I was going to say, so far there hasn't been a lot of saving. <laughs> well, they won't starve. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> They'll still starve. It's just they're going to become more dependent on having their plants grown for them because the soil's all screwed up now. So is exactly an acting... A colonialist narrative subverting a colonialist <laughs> narrative? I don't think so. Yeah. What? Do we want to... Do... Sometimes you can undermine something by holding it up and saying, mm-hmm. hey, look at this, like showing if, the flaws. If you've got something mm-hmm. to say about it. Yeah. Let's see do how we? this turns out. We'll see. Okay. Why don't we chat at the end and be like, hey, oh. how'd this go? It's, it seems like it's going to be pretty difficult to uh, make any great leaps and bounds when we're playing... Uh, one game once over th- three hours, but maybe as we uh, recreate this experiment, we'll find ways to uh, jump into that faster. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, that's important. It's yeah. good to talk about. You are descending into the underground area of this you pass through this this tunnel which kind of opens up a bit the the first few meters are clearly dug through dirt or kind of held up with sticks and branches but soon it gives way to to a a kind of a square concrete hallway everything's cracked and warped and and dripping but this clearly was originally a, a crafted structure long long ago and you can still see things lighting up the dark a bit mechanisms that are still working some of the stuff that's sort of keeping this this ecosystem alive and that tunnel opens into a a wide like circular concourse that looks like it could go kind of the entire circumference of the dome and on the outer surface of it are these walls of glass with dirt pressing against them. And some of them have burst inward and dirt has sort of poured out with roots and, and so on. And there's glass scattered around the floor um, and others of them are still intact. And you can hear those heavy loping footfalls of the gorilla from down one direction. So most of you are land critters. How is Tancho navigating this space? That's a freaking great question. Is this like a tight tunnel? The entry tunnel is tight enough that you probably have to walk. Once you get to the concourse, mm-hmm. you could fly, but it's dim in here and the it would be a bit narrow. There are beams and stuff. This this seems like it was once like this is a larger structure that you're maybe on an upper level of. Mm-hmm. And so you can fly, but it's a little close. Eh, I think I'm probably just lagging behind then like I don't I don't feel since we've gotten this person to stop destroying the food I'm more just following to keep up with everybody so I'm probably just walking kind of 
unhurriedly behind. <laughs> like with those bird stilt things, maybe occasionally yeah. flapping a bit to catch up. Exactly. It's not graceful. <laughs> and leaving damp concrete behind. Yes, leaving damp footprints. So, are you all continuing to kind of move forward? Yes. All right. You hear kind of up ahead the footsteps of, of this thing, of Sunny, change to be on like metal on metal um, and seem to be getting more distant. Uh, and you come across some stairs that lead downward. The next level down has what look like rooms in the walls with counters between those rooms and this this circular concourse and there are very very faded pictures up showing like bits of food probably and vessels and back behind the the counters you see these machines that are still running that have a whole bunch of spouts Tancho probably notices this very clearly that there's water kind of dripping out of one of the spouts, like these machines can produce water. Hmm. My friends. <laughs> <laughs> Are they shiny too? Because birds like shiny stuff. Um, um, they once were shiny, probably. Now a lot of the bright anymore. colors have faded and gotten dim. That's fair. I'm probably not very good at keeping up with a running gorilla, so I may wander off and just continue to lag behind and look around. You're seeing more tunnels that kind of lead toward the dome, but most of these are choked full of dirt and vegetation. The gorilla seems to be going deeper. Um, are y'all still just following? Yeah, this seems a little sketch. Yeah, for now, keep following. I'm following. Yeah. Okay. You get to the what seems like the bottom level, or at least the, the place at which those glass walls stop. You've sort of been seeing sign of signs of humans being present, like footsteps in the dirt. But as you go deeper, there's fewer and fewer. You're not very deep, actually, but you just it kind of gives you the impression that there's nothing here that they need. There doesn't seem to be any food here. There's not large amounts of tools or things that could be used or repurposed lying around. There's just chairs and machines and doors mm -hmm. but there is one door that is dangling off of its hinges that's a it's a metal door and you can hear more uh, gorilla footsteps from down there and it's a it's a dark stairwell um yeah you guys keep going is uh can oryxes go downstairs because i know cows can't or is it that they can't go up yeah i i know they've gone up because during the floods in houston someone got a cow up the stairs and into the ladies room to get it out of the floodwaters wow so i think that probably highly advanced oryxes with beautiful coiled steel legs can <laughs> okay so is is tancho just separate from the group now gosh i don't know i think that i mean really since we've gotten this thing away from the village which has clearly been causing the problems i'm probably just looking around in this place because i doubt i've ever been down here okay Keeping, I mean, I I want to be with an earshot of these people, but I think that it sounds like it's pretty echoey in there. Okay. So you're kind of listening and listening to these distant echoes. Uh, the rest of you descend these stairs and emerge into some tunnels that are even worse kept up. 
Um, these actually have dim lighting in them. The whatever machinery and devices are here that's sort of sustainable and self-maintaining is apparently still running. And even though even if some of the superstructure has collapsed, these kind of clearly kind of behind the scenes hallways curve around and you get to an intersection where there's a doorway that opens up into a kind of a large room with a lot of metal supports and machinery in it. And it, again, it's it's mostly dark. There are weird long shadows cast. And by the time you get to this entrance, you don't hear the footsteps anymore. Hmm. What do you do? Is there more than one way to go? Yeah, it looks like you could probably circle around and go in another side door to this area. This 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 room is b- decently big. It's maybe a third of the total area of the dome. It's a big open space with a bunch of machines. Hmm. That's weird. I'm gonna proceed. But it's real dark. Uh, yeah, it's 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 got lights, but there's so much stuff in here that it's it's mostly just dim. I was trying to figure if we needed illumination to see. Uh, it's, it's not pitch black. But... Okay. I guess I'll call out to it. Okay, I don't know what we're chasing, so <laughs> I probably mm-hmm. shouldn't. I, I guess I'll ask the others. What, what are we chasing? Uh, I was following oh, you two. Gorilla, right? Uh, their name is like Sunny. A gorilla Gorilla or a I mean, us one, Gorilla? One of us a Gorilla. Okay. Gorillas, but he wouldn't be eating food. They were not what? eating the food. They were destroying the food. But the human said the food was being taken. Mm, I don't know that they did say that. I believe what they said was that the food was going missing. Why on earth would one of us destroy their food? It makes no sense. I don't know. If you don't think the humans are worthy or whatever. (laughs) Moral failings, blah, blah, blah. No, that does not make sense. Do do any of you know Sonny? I I don't (laughs) believe I know him. Uh, I stay away from uh, things with opposable thumbs that are that size. Generally a wise decision. <laughs> it's a power dynamic intrinsic there that I don't really care for. And I banana trees are really just very difficult to shoot up fast enough. I think Sunny hungers for adulation, worship, interest from the humans. Oh. Well, I mean, everyone wants a shrine or two, right? This may be a gambit to get their attention. Destroying food in the dark of night doesn't get you a shrine. It gets you hunted down. Well, they ask for assistance, and then you've set up a horribly abusive scenario in which you are the one that can uh, perhaps save the day or take what's left in the shrine or... And ultimately, his... Their situation proves their moral failings, so... The humans or the gorilla? Sunny. So, Overrun, you disapprove of situations where the humans become dependent on one of us to meet their basic needs? I think that if I'm asked to help with a scenario, a problem, like starvation, I will help them with the problem of starvation. If they ask for my help with long-term planning... Perhaps (laughs) Perhaps <laughs> how to rotate their crops properly. I will contribute what knowledge I have. Oh, I've been trying to teach them agricultural skills, but it doesn't work when. Well, <laughs> you know. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'll I'll call out. Sunny, are you in here? There's no response. 
That rather speaks to your moral failings as well, teacher. Oof. Now, let's be nice-ish to one another. <laughs> I am merely truthful. Well, perhaps we should keep searching, see if we can find Sunny. I feel like a little less truth in life goes a long way. Since they've been talking down the hall, I imagine it's gotten a little bit quieter, so I will probably go in the direction that the sound came from, and I may be almost caught up with them, since that was a bit of a break. I, I think that, that teacher said they were planning on searching. Yeah. As you as you say that, Tancho kind of marches up on their bird feet. <laughs> you were quiet for a while, and I was worried. Well, people started... I was just trying to find out what was going on. And exchanging opinions of one another, which always goes well. Right. Well, this this thing came into the into the storeroom and it and it began to crush the food and it was. But they've probably told you this already. Y yes. Uh, now it's in here somewhere, and uh, I think we need to find it. It was upset. I do not know why we are looking for it. It is no longer crushing the food. But it may return and do it again. It will not get the humans to calm down and stop damming the river. I suppose. I am following Sunny in an attempt to retry their case. Well, I guess I'll follow <laughs> retry the case. Someday I would like to understand the basis for your judgments because they do not match up with any of the legal systems I have recorded. <laughs> well, let's talk about the moral failings of those legal systems. I'm not talking about morals. I'm talking about legality. Yeah, but trial is talking about morals. True. Now, I'm not saying any of these were great systems. Look what happened. Yep. All the fault of those systems. There's a reason I haven't been teaching these. My understanding of justice is entirely derived from the actual justice that was perpetuated in previous cultures. That's the only way to understand justice is to see how it's actually enacted, correct? So I see people with moral failings when they have problems that they cannot solve. When people are successful, I see them as morally upstanding because that is how justice works, does it not? Ah, you're a Protestant. <laughs> well, more exactly a Lutheran. Oh boy. I understand. <laughs> Let's see if we can find this gorilla. As you're kind of talking and, and carefully looking around this space, you step around a few machines and you see an open space that wasn't visible from the from the doorway, but is roughly in the middle of this room. Tancho, as you're kind of looking around, you're feeling a little more kinship. Um, a lot of these machines are dedicated to making things warmer or colder. That's, that's excellent. <laughs> and in the middle of this open space is a shrine. It's of a similar design to the ones that you've seen humans build for you. It's just some pieces of metal and pieces of machinery that have been taken apart and placed into a rough table with a with a back wall on it. But it's in enormous disrepair. There's just layers of dust on it. There are kind of tatters of paper that have, have aged and yellowed with the years. No one has been down to visit this shrine in a long time. This is a strange place. Let's snoop. I think I can see why Sunny was hungry. Is there any um any fuel that we can see is down here or any like you said the shrine is in disrepair is there like stuff that we could move to the side and check underneath yeah you can kind of move stuff around and there's some junk here you don't see any fuel you don't see any modules 
no one seems to have kind of left tribute at this shrine for a long time. And anything they previously left has been taken. I'm going to try to read the papers, see if I can figure out what this was. Okay. Like, who it was for. The older the papers are, the better written they are. Mm-hmm. The language just kind of becomes more simple, more rote as it goes on. I think you all know, well, some of you might not care. Tragos definitely knows that people don't really see much of the point of writing in this society. The way that they eat, the way that they sustain themselves, they just don't need to keep records. Yeah, I keep trying to teach them how to write, and they don't seem to see the point. So a lot of these are from, like, the extreme past when folks still did, or... And, I mean, there still are some people who know how to write, but it's it's sort of like <laughs> a weird hobby that they pass around. But you see kind of the... Some of the newer ones are for Sunny, and they are asking for things like, please make our leader stop fighting, or the storms have been so strong, please preserve us and protect us from them. Older than that, the the name on the top becomes corrupted a bit, or uncorrupted, I suppose. Instead of Sunny, it's Shanti. And one of the earlier ones is, Shanti, please make this a safe place for us. Please let us live here in peace. And you kind of hear a little shuffling from out of the darkness, and the gorilla is kind of sitting there in the dark and looking tired. You poor thing, they forgot about you. It says, they remember. Who was they, in this case? The people. The dome people. They remember. Mm. And soon they'll realize that they need me. Well, that's a little strange. This is exactly what you were proposing, that Sonny was trying to scare them into needing help. Sonny, this is not how to get them to trust you and, and want your help. They're just afraid and paranoid now. It says, I don't need them to trust me. I need them to make the offerings happen again. Thanks thanks to you, I'm almost out. What do you mean, thanks to us? If it's fuel that you need, then surely we could spare some, but you... You haven't made any requests. Maybe you can spare some now, but what about a year from now? What about ten years, a century from now? I need them to need me. I think you are perhaps looking a bit too externally for validation. I think you should look inside yourself and find what makes you a useful person, creature, whatever. I disagree. All validation does come externally. It is understandable that you have made this choice. Um, hmm. Some validation is external. Look, I know what I'm useful for. I'm too good at it. You make peace. Look where it got me. Well, perhaps traveling around, finding places where there's conflict and where... Your help is, again, needed. That's what I do. Go out to the wilderness and starve. No, there's... There's not conflict in this world. Not enough of it. Not enough for people to keep helping me. It is difficult to trust a peacemaker who comes into your village and causes destruction. Like I said, I don't need trust. So are you going to stop me? Absolutely. Yes. The humans are tending in, in ways that have uh, we've seen before. They're, they're awful for everyone. 
Or perhaps it is possible that less of us would be better, place less of a burden on them. There's that. We're not meant to be. Hey, now, hold on. Plants are great. Good for the atmosphere. Not not you, the the peacemaker here. Yes. Well, I mean, considering how the humans reacted to to difficulty with as much hostility and and hatred as they did, I believe they definitely could learn from Sunny, but... You know, not, not like this. Yeah. Well, if if they're not going to ask me for help, even after all I did to make a need for it, after I put them at odds against each other, maybe maybe there isn't any place for peace in this world. Well, maybe they need to be reminded. I mean, I I they don't seem to know you're down here. They remember, and it uh, it kind of reaches up and fiddles with a latch on its chest and like opens up its chest cavity and you can see this kind of array of of fuel canisters and all of them are depleted except one which is just giving off a weak flickering glow i have heard of a concept called hangriness is it possible <laughs> GTFO. oh my you god possible that your uh, your demeanor has changed because of your hardship and that accepting a a gift from from me or another one of my mechanical comrades would lift your spirits i would be happy i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna open up my own little fuel cavity even though i would imagine my fuel canisters are pretty small uh since i'm a little bird it is a big gorilla but um I'll uh I'll open it up with my probably with my beak and and let the gorilla reach in and take one if it wants to. Uh, it says so. What you're just gonna keep bringing me? No, fuel? I do not like coming in this tunnel. I am a bird and I am poorly suited for these conditions. <laughs> well, this might help tide you over until we can find another solution. There is no solution for any of us. Where will any of us refuel? This outcome sounds very uncertain. It does. Who would like to roll? I'll roll. I'm acting with love, and I'm not using a module. All right. You rolled a four and a five and got nine. And it says, fine, I will wait again. But if I can't figure out a way to live, I'll have to do what i must and it reaches out and takes a fuel canister very ginger like this is an incredibly intimate exchange that you're having um oh yeah but it it carefully <laughs> extracts it and slots it into one of its slots like fitting a triple a battery into one of those chargers that can handle both triple a's and double a's it sort of fits into an inner slot in place of the this big honkin fuel canister and it looks around at the rest of you kind of expectantly so are you bored and in need of things to do that will provide you with the things you need to live because i have a similar problem what would you think about a partnership it says oh no i'm not bored (laughs) i'm starving but yes i am willing to discuss partnership I was going to offer something similar where you could maybe travel with me and I can 
teach the knowledge that I carry, and you can teach some of the skills that I seem to lack in terms of teaching them how to get along with each other and deal with conflict. Can't travel in two different directions at once, so you have to pick. Also, my power cells are big enough that I can share them with you more efficiently. Look, it's not my fault I'm small. So it, it looks at trial and it says, You do judgment. Yes. Which is the right way? That is a wise question, Shanti. I have judged you and found you wanting. However, I am going to sentence you to time already served. You have freedom. You may make your own choice. Time works? You need I not don't... go with either of them, although you may, or you may go your own path and find your own way for whatever time, whatever limited resources allow you. That's all any of us can do anyway. But you know what's best. What is best for me to do? What is best for you to do is for you to decide, because your decisions are what I judge. It sighs. It looks at Tragos. And it says, You and I work at similar purposes. We both try things that are impossible, and once we accomplish them, we are causing ourselves to starve. I will go with you. I, that's why I moved to a new place where I'm still needed. Mobility is pretty crucial. Where people are fighting, I will give you fuel. Where people are peaceful but in need of learning, you will give me fuel. Agreed. Based on my travels, there are going to be plenty of places where we both are well-fed. Violence and ignorance frequently cohabitate. It nods and it says, uh, alright, I guess I'll try and clean this up. Happy to help if I can. So, it will help reduce hostilities as it walks among the, the people of the dome. They look at it in wonder, like they're seeing a fable and seem to calm down a bit. And it just goes over to the weapons and holds the entire bundle of spears in its hands and snaps them over its knee. And then it Ooh. it goes and helps Tancho dismantle the dam that they'd set up to divert the river. And it... I still make plants in that <laughs> lake. Yeah, we'll need to remediate it for a while. Excellent. All that flooding will have killed off some of the plants. For sure. And once that's done, it heads off with... Tragos to search for war elsewhere. That actually sounds not boring. Are you so, going to go with them? Hell no. <laughs> they are boring. That quest is not boring. <laughs> <laughs> Tragos looks very relieved. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a chance to teach actual agriculture if someone doesn't just come along and magic the plants every five minutes. <laughs> It's okay, the small goat will be busy magicking plants for me for a while now. Um, awesome. not a goat. <laughs> Still not a goat. <laughs> and you are able to watch over years and decades and centuries as you find out what happens when the people of the dome make their own decisions. So, thank you for playing with me. Thank you. Thank you for running, yeah. Yeah, thanks. So, thank you. what do we think? I didn't get to see Lucy make someone happy by farting on them. Oh my god. 
It was poofing. It was poofing, not soothing. Poofing. 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 Woefully underused. Yes. (laughs) So we talked about that difficulty with the colonial paternal, we're going to help these poor folks, these poor primitive folks. How did that develop after we talked about it? I mean, I thought the last act was a little bit more, I mean, it's like, I thought, you know, we were thinking about our place in the world, our characters, you know, and I thought that was pretty interesting. So, yeah. And we, I mean, I think the solutions offered to Home Gorilla were definitely different or could, were were probably different (laughs) than they would have been otherwise if we hadn't had that discussion, right? Stop them, let them keep going kill them whatever like i don't know that decision was clearly made with the knowledge that this could be honed in such a way that was helpful with minimizing the amount of trouble it caused any further comments some stuff about the system i think is interesting the system has no progression Mm. right so if you were to have a character persist there's no mechanics in these (laughs) 200 words for leveling up or getting new abilities or whatever except for the module breaking stuff yeah and you can get new modules but there's no explanation of like does the gm just come up with them oh i think i has assumed it was you have three installed modules anything else any other modules you get have to be swapped out Mm. but if that's not true then yeah you can just keep grafting on until you're some sort of frankenstein's monster of a constructed entity speaking of akira yeah. <laughs> There's other systems where your overall stats don't necessarily go up. Mm. It says it says happy people build shrines. There's kind of like this incentive to keep making people happy so you can get fuel and maybe improve your module. Yeah, because I don't know that any of us used all three of our modules, right? Two at most, Mm-mm. probably. And I ended with 10 fuel, courtesy of a generous handout. And that was a, I mean, I would say it was, what, a three-hour session? Of actual playtime, maybe two and a half. So it'd be interesting to see what this this system looks like over the long run, and what the evolution of if this group played this again, what would the brown people be like mm-hmm. as this continued? Because clearly our perceptions of this have shifted, right? That would be cool to see. Awesome. See you next time. Mechanical Oryx was written by Grant Howitt and was a winner of the 2017 200-word RPG challenge. For more by Grant Howitt, visit rowanrookanddecard.com. Tabletop Garden was created by Gregory Avery Weir. The music for this campaign is Amphibian Circuits by Dirtwire, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 license. For more Tabletop Garden, and to find out how to follow us, visit tabletop.garden. Check out the other podcasts created by people who participated in this campaign. Ludus Novus, Audacious Compassion, The Future Proof Podcast, and Exo 101, Introduction to Exobiology.